Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 86. Little pause there. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today and taking time out of your busy day. I, I know we have a great interview coming up with Ben. Um, kind of his coaching, especially for all of you young coaches, kind of the beginning of his journey, you know, where it's kind of taken him, what's he, what's the sacrifices that he's had to make and, and that, you know, in the journey of becoming a head coach and now where he, where, where his future is, where, you know, he, the, the, the road that he's going to start traveling is really interesting. So I think you're going to really enjoy it. But before we get to that, I just want to say a couple things. First of all, I hope you would look over and, and back or support our sponsors over teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I do know the prices are going to be going up soon. So if you're thinking of joining, um, usually I save this for the end, but um, I'm going to give you a coupon code, save 10. Um, and that will give you, if anybody that gets in before we increase prices, will keep their prices forever. Um, and with this save 10, you'll save 10% off the price now for the lifetime of the membership. I think you'll really appreciate that. Um, check it out. Join the community. If you're liking these podcasts, I'd ask that you go over and subscribe, that you like, that you leave a review. The reviews really help us a lot. Um, so let's go. Let's go and listen to Ben. Here's Ben. All right. Good morning, everybody, or evening, or whatever it is. Um, we got Coach uh, Help Me Off Tan Off, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I did that right. All right. So you, people don't know that are listening more than maybe even watching. It's crazy. Um, so I have people send like um, resumes. I say resume. No one ever sends me a resume. <laughs> this, <laughs> God, this thing is one, two, three page. It's awesome. Um, most people send like two lines and it's great because I don't like. So there's yeah, no yeah. way. It would literally take the hour if we went through your whole resume. But this yeah. is awesome. Um, 
<laughs> I can tell you're, you're not like me, like an old man. I'm, you know, so far out of having to write resumes. Um, so you graduated from Kenyon college. I want to say Manawatsa graduated from there. Does that name sound familiar? Oh, Manawatsa. He, uh, he runs PGC. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah, that, that's no, the only once you I... put it in PGC context, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mono is like, I think Mono's like, I think he graduated from there. If not that, somebody I know, somebody yeah. I know graduated from the, there. The, the, big, the big name in basketball would be uh, Coach Smart down at Texas. Ooh, maybe it's Coach Smart because um, he's from around this area in Wisconsin. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. maybe it's Coach Smart. It might not be Mono. It might be Coach Smart. You're right. Yeah. You know, somebody I knew. It's like, yeah, no, I mean, Shaka still holds, I, I believe he holds the single game, single season, and career mark for assists at Kenyon still. Oh, I believe that. I believe yeah. that. Um, all right, so what we're going to do is um, the way I usually start these out, is I, I'm going to, I'm going to leave, I'm going to throw it in. I'm going to hit the ball over the net. And I'm going to throw it into your court. Yeah. Give us a little background. So for the people that are listening, give us a little background of your basketball kind of journey is the way I describe it. You know, we all have, we all start here and end up here and it's kind of how, how did it happen? Yeah. Yeah. You want to I do know. that? Yeah. So, so I, I, I guess I, basketball was the, the first sport I, uh, I was drawn to and played growing up and uh, being an only child, my dad was my coach, you know, through rec league, Y ball, city league, all that stuff. Yep. And after I was in sixth grade, they didn't, so I'm, I, I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and my parents still live there. Are you really? Oh, my God. This is a small world. My, uh, my wife's aunt lives in Kalamazoo, so I spent a lot of Cal- oh, okay. Cal- the Kalamazoo promise. You know, yes. The, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, all right. I, I didn't take advantage of that. Um, right. But, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Great uh, city. Great city. But, but, yeah, no, so, so after I was in sixth grade, the – the, the YMCA league didn't have the funding or interest for a middle school league, a, a genuine middle school league of just seventh and eighth graders. But I had been playing in the league for, for so long and going into my seventh grade year, I kind of looked at my dad and said, Hey, this has been a really big part of me. I'd like to, to stay involved and be part of the community. And so I was fortunate enough that my dad was actually very good friends with the the guy, the head of the YMCA who, who was running the basketball program. And so they talked a little bit. And, and so when I was in seventh grade, I coached a, a team of second and third graders with my dad through the YMCA. And that was sort of the first start to coaching that I had. That's pretty um, young. <laughs> That's really yeah, no, young. I can still remember going to like the, the coaches meetings before the year with the program director and, you know, all these dads are sort of – their heads just are on a swivel when they see me walk into the room. Right. I mean, I had to call these parents of the kids on my team, and I can still remember. I mean, I'm stunned that some of them brought their kids to practice that first night when they found out, you know, a 13-year-old was going to be coaching their son. Right. Oh, I thought I was young. My, I, I did it. I played college basketball, but then I also was student teaching and, yeah. and I also helped out with an eighth grade team. And I thought, oh my God, I'm only 21. <laughs> what am I doing? And you were third. That's crazy. I don't know if I've ever heard. Wow. You should have gotten your, um, 
You should have got. I, I see on your resume that you you became a member of the uh, National Association of Basketball Coaches. Yeah. I I signed up my son when he was seven. Nice. Because I want to get him good seats. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm thinking. <laughs> See, so by the time he's 30, he's going to get good NCAA Final oh, Four tickets. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's how it started. And it went, it went well that seventh grade year. And after that, my dad sort of sat me down and said, all right, it's time for you to take the reins. And I coached then – another second and third grade team when I was in eighth grade. And then throughout high school, I coached in the YMCA's middle school league. So seventh and eighth graders. Okay. Um, and that's sort of when I started to think like, okay, this is, this is really something that's, that's important to me. You know, I grew up doing this with my dad. I can still remember seeing him put lineups and game notes together and thinking, you know, that's, that's really what I want to do. And so Going into – it was either going into my freshman year at Kenyon or going into my sophomore year at Kenyon was the year after uh, Shaka made the run into the Final Four with VCU. And everyone at Kenyon sort of had this light, like, oh, my God, he's, he's in the Final Four. Right. And so, my, you know, I was talking to my parents and, and expressed that this is something that I wanted to pursue. And, and so, like I said, it was either freshman or sophomore year. It must have been – must have been going into Kenyon. I wrote, I just, I just wrote letters to probably ha- a dozen of, of your biggest name coaches. You know, your Shevskys, your Izzos, you know, even on the women's side, you know, your Muffet McGraws, Gino Ariemas. And I said, hey, listen, this is something I want to pursue. I, this is my story. What's some advice you can give me? You know what? I'm going to pause you for a second because yeah, yeah. I did this. I did this pre-internet. That's how old I am. So I did the same thing. And if you, if you've ever read anything about Buzz Williams, he used to write like 40 or 50 of them a day. So, so I love Buzz too. So, um, is it Snarman there? looks like it's Snarman. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's raining (laughs) here in Wisconsin too. But anyway, so I wrote, I wrote a bunch too, and I got Mm -hmm. a bunch of responses. The best response I got back was from Bobby Knight. It was Mm -hmm. classic. And I bet great. it was, I still got the letter actually. And, um, and you know, I've won, we've, we've been very successful. I've done a lot of things, but that letter still means a lot because you basically said, here's what you want to do. You know, you basically said, I don't hire people that aren't, that I don't know. And I don't trust, (laughs) which is what I tell, you know, I tell, uh, I tell all the young coaches that, that, you know, if you want to coach for coach K, you, he, he better know your family. You better work really. He's got to know you really well, or you played for him Mm -hmm. because he's got to trust you. Um, but what Bobby said, and I bet you heard, and I'll let you talk in a second, but I bet what he said was, he said, go work camps, get your name out there, work everything you can. And I'm looking at your resume. I see all these camps. That's how it is. It's, it's, it's no different than the business world. It's like who you know and who you connect with. Um, that's how Buzz got the Marquette job. He was mm-hmm. sitting next to Crean. Crean got to know him. They were recruiting the same guys. There was yeah. an opening. He got hired. Crean left. He walked in. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff is part of its timing. Yeah. Part of it's getting, you know, going out and having a, a beer or soda with a guy, and then they knows, ooh, I can trust this guy. You know, oh, he's not the shady type. And go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 not at all. It's, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I got two responses when I first sent out my first set of letters. One very brief response from, from coaches at Michigan State. And I'm thinking I got that just because I was from Michigan. And, you know, it was just very short. 
But the other one I got, and I still have the letter. It's funny you mentioned Coach Knight because the only other response I got was from Coach K. That, that's crazy. And he wrote me this, this really long letter that basically said, it's great to see someone as young as you with this passion. And, and it's good to know that you, you understand how hard this is. And then it was go work camps. And so that first summer, it was, at, like I said, after Shaka made the final four at VCU, and I went and I just did camps at VCU. I sent Shaka a letter, said, hey, listen, I'm a Kenyan guy. I just want to come in. I just want to work camps. And, and, and that was the start. And I've been right. throughout college and even into now with, with the high school job I have, I still, still go work camps every summer. And, you know, Man, it's tiring. Like Wait till you get to be my age. Like, you know, I just turned 50. You get, it gets like, I run our camp for a couple of weeks, man. I, I, and I, and, and I'm not, I, I don't get any affiliation. Mono doesn't pay me anything. The only camp, the only camp I send my kid to is PGC yeah. other than my own at this point. Um, and those are tiring. Oh my God. The oh, PGC yeah. ones no, are I, crazy. Yeah sort of, you know, so VCU was, it was, you know, younger kids it was a day camp, right. New people. And so I ended up working it at, at like Georgetown, which was, you know, still a day camp, but a step up intensity. Right. And I think I went to do like overnight camps at Rutgers and that was even a step farther up. Right. And then after a few years, I got in with the hoop group and that was like, hoop that group's good. Working. Yep. That's the, re- yep. Yep. Very, it's very good. And the thing is it's, um, you you want to get past the babysitting. Yeah, yeah. Because the lower level ones are babysitting. The ones you exactly. first described are babysitting. Yeah, you want to get up to the points like PGC or hoop group or something that it's boy, the kids are there. The, the girls and the guys are there to learn. Oh, and it's absolutely. intense and it's like a college atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so tiring. It's like you sleep, eat, and play basketball. It's exactly. like heaven on earth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I so, mean and that's and that's sort of how I got here, you know, I've, I've known that I've always wanted to coach, coach in college. And when I graduated from Kenyon, you know, still, still worked camps all that summer. Um, but nothing was really coming up with, with guys I knew. And, and this job opened up down here to be the high school math teacher and, and do basketball. And I'm finishing up my third year. So tell me a little bit about your school. So I'm going to, before I forget, we're, we, my program is, we've gone a lot. We've gone to the beach ball. We went to beach ball maybe three years ago. And, okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and we're coming down to the Farm Bureau, which is in uh, Spartansburg. Is that right? Is that in South Carolina? Oh, yeah, yeah in Spartanburg. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're coming down there to play next year. Because I like going around with my guys during the, during the winter break to mm-hmm. get out of the cold winters in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. also to bring them together. Um, yeah. No, that's there's great basketball in South Carolina. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, it was what a month, month and a half ago. I was up with uh, the guy I coach with, our AD. Um, we were up watching Zion at uh, in the in the state finals. So I mean, there's definitely some good, some good. We don't want to play him, but we'll play. <laughs> He's unbelievable. I mean. And I tell the boys, like, I mean, we were, we lost in the state semifinals. We've got a kid going to Dartmouth. We've, yeah. We had a really good team. I said, those highlight tapes are great, and he's going to be a great college player. Those are highlight tapes. You know, yeah. give me some game film. You know, and he's a really good player. There's a reason all the college scouts, scouts yeah. are after him, but he doesn't look like he's 16, I'll tell you that. No, not at no. all. <laughs> oh, no. Not at all. No. It was crazy because the team they were playing – 
the the strategy they had was to just foul him. And I mean, I'm I think I'm telling you, the team that they were playing must have had they must they must have been in the double bonus, you know, by the end of the first quarter. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, he, he certainly is 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 quite an athlete. Do you uh, do you play quarters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we play halves. We just oh, went wow. to halves. Yeah, we just went to halves. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I feel about it. It's different. It's definitely a different flow. Yeah, I can imagine. And you got to play a lot more kids. You have to play more kids. Um, so basically, I treat it like a college game in the sense that my some of my better players, I know I'm pulling them out at some point to just give them. You know, if you watch a college game, exactly. yeah, those guys don't play 40 minutes. Nobody plays 40 minutes in a college exactly. game. So exactly. it's, and it's like if you, it's like an NBA game. You, you watch it, they're always coming out because they have to rest. 48 minutes is too long. Yeah. So I kind of treat it like that. Like, all right, I got to give these guys their reps and mm-hmm. their rest at some point. Um, yeah. So how did you fall into this one in South Carolina? Well, so one of <coughs> one of my professors at Kenyon, I was I was a math econ double major, and uh, one of my professors knew that I was sort of having some difficult times sort of getting that first job out of college, and she said, you know, she brought my attention to an organization it's called Southern Teachers Agency, and they they specialized in finding teachers in, in schools in the South, but specifically uh, private and independent schools where you might be able to go right out of an undergrad and not having to need that, that graduate degree. Right. And it's, I'm telling you, it's hard to get your first job. Your oh first- yeah. I, mean, I think <laughs> I took the, the people at the school still make fun of me. I took this job and I showed up the morning and parent welcome night was that night. You know, everyone else at the school had been there for like a week doing teaching presentation. And I mean, so I got this real late in the summer after graduation. And then you, oh my God, that's good. I got my first coaching job, my first head job, three weeks before the season started. I'm actually glad it happened that way because I didn't know any better. I mean, if I'd have had nine months to worry about it, oh, I would have had 83 different offenses. I made it through those first two months. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's a blur. When you start teaching, it's a blur. When you're teaching and coaching, it's just a blur. Oh, I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten better at it. Um, I've talked to other people about this. It's like, yeah. you probably don't have a staff either. Do you, you have one, one assistant? No, it's, it's just, it's so we, when, when I got to the school, they had a, a varsity head coach, but myself and our current AD, both real young guys, he's, he's a couple of years older than me we sort of ran the JV team. You know, we'd never met each other before. And, uh, and after our first year, the, the, they, they decided to part ways with the, with the varsity coach and sort of gave the two of us free reign. So the two of us do JV boys. We do varsity boys. He's the AD. I'm the assistant AD. So, I mean, we just sort of everything, do everything, everything. everything. And it's great that way. It, it is. It's a blur, but it, it is great that way. It's a, and you know what? It's, again, old guy. It's different. Like, and I've told people this. I, I was speaking at a, a Hall of Fame club a couple of weeks ago, or four or five days ago, and I was talking about this. And it's like I've gotten to the point in my staff that I have, I have, a, I have an assistant coach. This is unbelievable. His name's Nate Olson. He takes care of all the stuff outside of my realm of caring. 
Yeah. You know, it's unbelievable. And but all the stuff you need to get done that I need to get done, he does it. He does yeah. it better than you know. I've had two of them in my entire career. They both been awesome. You know, then I have another guy that's really good at X's and O's. He's probably drawing up our new offense as we speak right now. Yeah. And then him and I will bounce it back. So it's like I, I'm so blessed that I got all these guys that it kind of lets me do fun stuff like this and other stuff. Yeah, um, no, I mean, it, it really worked out well. The two of us, like I said, we didn't, know any, we, we, we didn't know each other. I didn't know anyone coming down here. This was sort of the first time I'd been south of, like, Charlotte. <laughs> and, you know, it was – we just walked into the gym one day, and I think he was wearing a VCU shirt, and I was wearing a VCU shirt. And that's when we knew that this was going to work. Because we're two very, very different coaches, which is good. But we were able to come together sort of on one common ground where, where we, we start everything from. Right. So, so just jumping. So the people that are listening, so, okay. So, you know, we go through your whole history, you know, I'm yeah. looking here, I'm, I'm looking at your resume it, again. It's crazy. If anybody wants a copy of a really good resume, just email me. But anyway, so unbelievable, great student, blah, blah, blah. So you graduated, you graduated in, um, 2014, 14. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're a puppy as I referred to him at this point, you're a puppy and you're just starting out in your career. What is, what is your, where do you want to go is what I'm asking basically in a roundabout way. What, uh, what's your, is it, I mean, do you see yourself here in five years? Do you see, where do you see yourself in the spectrum of, yeah, so no, so it turns out that uh, this is, uh, I, I informed my, my headmaster actually a couple of weeks ago that this, I was going to sort of step away after this year because the goal has always been to be a college coach. Okay. Um, you know, I've all that, that has always been the end game to, to be a college coach and, and specifically a D one college coach. Um, and so this, you know, I, I sort of sat down and I was at the final four this weekend at the coaches convention and, and, which was a wonderful for everybody that's listening is a unbelievable. Cause I have an, I have a former assistant coach that was at UIC University yeah. of Illinois, Chicago. He was an, he was an assistant. He's my JV coach or sophomore coach now. Great guy. Drew knows his game. He's eventually going to take over, hopefully, for me at some point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he left the college game. But I've talked to him so much about the college game, and he says that is the place you got to be. That is the uh, national convention. That is where you can incredible. have a – it's unbelievable. That is where that is where you're going to make the connection that's eventually going to get you a oh, job. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, no, I mean, uh, 110% agree. And, you know, I think – Last summer, so before this year started, I had a couple job interviews with college teams, got some, didn't get some, ended up saying, no, I need to do one more year here to, to, to really sort of fulfill my time and, and do the job that I wanted to from the beginning. But, you know, hindsight being 2020, was it the right decision? You know, it's easy to look back on it. But I, I knew at the end of this year, College coaching is where I want to be, and I need to sort of go at that full steam. So, so you're probably looking dobo, huh? Even something, you know. Or are you thinking? Are you thinking yeah. starter in a D three or D two? Because that's an interesting spectrum of what. Oh, absolutely, you know. absolutely. My, I, I ideally would be a, a D two or D one GA, and that's sort of what I'm looking for right now. Okay. You know, since I know I want to be at the D one level. I've kind of been staying away from D3 a little bit just because 
of not having the scholarship athletes. Right. And that's a harder because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if, if I'm, if I'm the head coach at Virginia and I'm coming after you, you have to bring something to the table. And usually yeah. it's, you're going to be able to bring me players. Exactly. <laughs> and so you may be the best X and O guy, but if I don't have players, nothing's going to work. And I remember matter. one of the, one of the best things, my first, uh, NABC convention. I've been a member for a lot longer, but the first one I actually went to was Indy, uh, what, three years ago now, two yep. years ago. And I, I got you. hooked up with the organization Rising Coaches Elite. Great group of guys. And I was at their conference this past summer. Okay. And they had, God, I'm not going to be able to remember. One of the assistants from Washington was there speaking, and he said, one of the best ways to get in is be a D2 GA, you know, because at the D2 school, as opposed to D1, you coach, you don't, but you can also be on the road recruiting and, and go ahead and get all that experience. So that's sort of why I'm looking at the D1, D2 area. And, and, and how do you go about, so this is again, for the listeners, how do you go about doing that? How do you get your foot in the door to get a GA job one I'm going to hire one of my former assist, one of my former players to come back and let them be the GA. Absolutely. No, it, 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 it is, it certainly is tough. You know, with, with working camps, I have a, a, a solid network of people that I can always bounce ideas off of and they have their eyes open for, uh, you know, jobs and they'll relay it to me. But other than that, back in the fall, I, uh, I wrote a cold call letter to, pretty much every D2 school in the country. Um, oh, so, okay, so say that again. So you cold called them or you wrote them? I, I wrote them and the ones I followed up with, I, I called. But I, I, And how many D2 schools are there? Oh, I mean, there's 300 plus. Yeah. But I had to sort of come up with a method to how to do that, right? There's because, one in Wisconsin. It's oh, yeah. crazy because the so we act. The, I know how many D three schools are there in Wisconsin. Well, and the D threes have always been good. That's where Bo Ryan started, exactly. and that's where Dick Bennett started. So the D threes in Wisconsin are as good as a lot of D twos, to oh, be absolutely. honest with you. Absolutely. So, so what's happening right now is the Minnesota D twos are coming in and stealing our kids. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the we has gone down a little bit, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting little. It's an interesting perspective if they'll ever go D two. I don't think they will, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, so I, I wrote all these letters in my, you know, the like I said, three hundred plus schools. That's just too much data to comprehend at once. And so <laughs> I, my method was I started with last year's end of the year top twenty five. Wrote a letter to all those twenty five schools. Then I went to the previous year wrote a letter to every school that I hadn't covered. And I just kept moving back and back and back until I'd covered pretty much all the schools. And so, so that's an interest. So the, you're a math teacher. I'm a math teacher. Yeah. So this is interesting. So when I took, eventually got this job, I had done the same thing with high schools and things I thought that could win and have good players. But anyway, um, I would have started at the bottom and worked my way up. Yeah, yeah. Thinking uh, that the bad programs, I might have had a better chance than the good oh, programs. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> no, my, I guess. Hey, my, everybody! I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, been a great discussion with Ben. You're some great, great tidbits coming up here. If you're liking this, I ask that you go subscribe and like. Please leave a review over on, no matter if it's iTunes or Stitcher or whatever way you listen to it. And if you want to be a Patreon of the arts, you know, um, 
we're looking for podcast ideas. We're looking for people that want to be on the podcast. We're looking for donations so we can we can increase the number of interviews that we have, that we can uh, improve our equipment, all that stuff. If you go over to www.patreon.com slash coach unplugged, there's a place where you can make a small donation. Anything would be greatly appreciated. And if you're really looking, especially this time of year, to expand your coaching horizon, I'd ask you to go over to www.teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You're not going to find a better deal. You really aren't. Um, just in our library alone, we have 55 videos of Hall of Fame coaches, hour long. That's not even counting the courses and the mini courses and, and all the other stuff. You know, those kind of videos cost anywhere from 39 to 50 $49. It, it's crazy. So great deal. Go over and check us out at teachhoops.com and let's get back to that. My, I guess my, my feeling of that was, you know, I think that not – not to come off. Uh, no, I know what you're saying. It's like you better connections. If they're winning, they might and, be jumping up to D1. Too. And, and I think, you know, I think I could bring enough to the table that even if I got, you know, I'd rather have five of those schools than, than, than 10 of the others. The others. Yeah. In, yeah. Sense like that. Right. Um, and, and slowly, but surely I've started to get some, uh, some responses. So that's, that's, I guess those are the two methods I've been, going about doing this you know the people I've met through camps I've sort of been letting them know that I'm not coming back to my job next year and then and then these letters have been sort of my two two ways of going about so this. so you're going you're blind right now you don't have a job no just camps lined up for the summer so that's the, crazy so I have my own business, blah, blah, blah. I run teachhoops.com, which is basically yeah. this thing, that, whatever. But I've done enough reading on business books that is, you have basically made the jump that everyone says that you have to make if you really want to be successful in business. And I'm yeah. guessing it applies to being a coach that you're just going, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to find a way. And if not, I'll just go get a job. Exactly. You know, yeah. my, I'm, it, it's, it's a, a, I guess a fortunate situation. My grandmother lives in northeast Pennsylvania, and I, I go I go stay with her. And the hoop group camps that I work are about a 35, 40 minute drive from there. Work a camp the week, I spend the weekend with her, right. and, and repeat. You know that right. my parents is I know I'm going to have work through the end of August, and and for right now I'm okay with that. You know this is this is what I want to do. Right. I, I, and if I, you don't do it now, you're not going to do it when you're my age. Exactly. You're just not. I mean, it would be the exact thing I'd tell my son. It's like, if you're going to do it, go do it. Because mm -hmm. um, when you're 45, you're not going to be doing it. And it's a young man's game, too. In my opinion, it's a young man's game. Mm -hmm. It really and, is. My thing is teaching math, doing the JV, the varsity, assistant AD, even though I didn't play in college, I actually was a track and field cross-country runner at Kenyon. Okay. You know, all the co a lot of the coaches I talk to talk about how, you know, oh, are you really sure you want to do this with the long hours and the no pay? And where I'm coming from is I've already got the long hours down pat. Right. I mean, especially during the season. Right. You know, I'm at school at seven and I don't leave some nights until 11 o'clock midnight. Right. So, I know the janitors by name. Trust exactly. me. They, they know me really well because and, I'm there all the time. It's like when I'm not there, it's like, what's wrong with Steve? Is he sick? Know, I, I joke around with, with our AD, like I said, who I coach with. We talk about how we, 
we we lock up the school at night. Right. <laughs> Last ones to leave. And how many kids are in that school? So very small school. It's about 250, 300 okay. K 12. It's only been around since the late 90s. All right. So very small. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know everybody small. by name. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know, so my classes are anywhere from eight to 16 kids. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I see that before 9 a.m. <laughs> Our school is like 2,000. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, no, yeah, we're we're probably the smallest school in the small schools division here in South Carolina. Oh, that's crazy! All right, is there anything else? I have I have some questions, but is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything no, specific? I, no. What, what's your feeling on AAU? I'll, I'll throw this. This is on my. This is not on my list over yeah, here. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think. Be careful if you want a college job, but no, I know what my feeling is. It's uh, boy, that's <laughs> a tough one. You know, I think. I, th I think there is certainly some some good in it. Um, I do too. But I think it might be uh, being run uh, not in the most effective way. It's a, it, well, it, it, they've gotten better. I'll give the NCAA credit. They've gotten better in the sense that they've limited the amount of weekends. I remember when I started – and we, had, we started getting our first groups in, in like, oh, four, oh, five kids were gone every weekend. Shoot, they were out of school on Friday and the, the coaches were oh, always watching. Yeah. So they've limited the amount of open windows for college coaches, which I think has helped some, yeah. um, as far as, you know, maybe taking some of that out. Um, I think the co high school coaches have been lost in the shuffle in this a lot. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. A lot, some of the schools we play, you know, one of the schools we play, they were the, uh, state champs this year for, for South Carolina independent schools and in, in our classification, you know, their assistant coach is like one of the best AAU coaches in South Carolina. Right. You know, so it's, but yeah, I, I, it's being, being an econ major as well. Um, I, I, I think the issue is more along the lines of, how it's being run, not necessarily in what it, in what AAU is trying to do or trying to accomplish. I think that it's, it's not that they have bad intentions. I, I just don't know if it, No, I don't think there's any bad intentions. I think our, I think our system's broken a little bit. Yeah. And, and I'm talking to, I'm going to be talking to Don Showalter, who's the head of the youth, um, uh, the youth for USA basketball yeah, later yeah. in the month. And um, he, and I'm going to be interested to ask him because I think we, I think they're trying to at, at USA Basketball move toward the European and less there was toward. A lot of talk I picked up on that down at the Final Foreign Convention. I really do. I really think you know. I, I think it, I think that's the movement that the that we need. We need to. We need less games and more skill development. Mm -hmm. um and you know the guys that i've had that have played over in europe you know and and i've you know i've had nba players and i've had some that i think could have made it but the big guys it seems like the big guys knees just go these all these games it's like they just yeah. they just wear out you know keaton well, just I mean, came back it, and it, it certainly looked like uh shemek karnowski had nothing left in the tank i was fortunate enough i had a ticket to the championship game and and he just he he looked like he had nothing left in the tank. Oh, he was done. 
It was done. <laughs> we could talk about that game forever, but oh um, my God. <laughs> trust me, I'm sure, I'm sure all the coaches were talking about yeah. that at the final four. All right, so let's go through. Yeah. I got some of my questions. Yeah, go um, so if you could only coach three things of practice, what would you do? Only three things. Wow, that's really good. So I would probably have to say one top of the list, uh, de- defense and press. That's okay. when I was saying – Myself and, and our AD, when we sort of met on a common ground, it was that everything has got to start from high-intensity ball pressure defense. You know, when I was growing up and I was in seventh and eighth grade coaching those second and third graders, I wouldn't let them touch a ball for the first week of practice. Right. All we would be doing was defense and, and footwork. So that would be right. number one, I would say. And number I think two, the game has changed. It's a lot of threes and a lot of – Going to the rim. That game's really changed a lot. Oh, but yeah. Um, number two, uh, I would say rebounding. You know, I, I saw a couple of guys on my team this year who probably shouldn't be getting a lot of rebounds, get those rebounds, and guys who and, – and the I forget what I just said, but, but guys doing – No, I say, say rebound, yeah. Yeah, and I love to see who wants to get after it. You know, I love, Izzo's the king of that. Izzo's oh, the king I of that. I love watching his videos on, oh, yeah. on rebounding. But, oh, yeah. you know, I think practicing and teaching and coaching rebounding, it's just – it's so much fun because you really get to see who wants it more. I've got one guy <laughs> – yeah, we've got, we've got this one kid – my first year at the school, the AD sort of introduced him to me. And the two of us are talking, thinking, man, this scrawny little kid, he's never played basketball before. Um, and he turned into this defensive and this year rebounding machine. It is. I'm telling you, you can't see it, but I'll point to the heart. A lot of it is like, I tell the boys, that's your selfish time. Go yeah. to the offensive glass, man. If you get the ball, I don't care if you shoot it because we, we – when we do film, we yeah. break down shots. Like, I grade them. Like, that's a, that's a four on a scale of one to ten. So, they'll know that if I if they're running by me and I say that was a three during the game, they know I'm not happy. Yeah. Um, so, I scale it when we're watching film. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, that's a huge thing as far as you got to – it's all about effort. It's all about – And that's one of the biggest things when we watch film, you know, myself or our, our other coach – we don't even have to say anything by the middle end of the season. We'll pause the tape and guys will know why we're pausing it because we have four guys standing outside the three point line, or we have two guys who are already running back or something. Right. It's all about effort. I think. Too. And I mean, that's a very clear marker. All right. I cut you off again. Sorry about no, that. No, no, you no. got one more, one more. You got, that's uh, two. I, and I'd, I'd say uh, tra- transition offense. Um, I don't know if so. last year we could more so than this year, but love love to 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 run and gun okay um, you know i do i do too um i've had unbelievable teams last um, year we were able to do it much better than this year but you know it's the thing of listen are we going to turn the ball over more yes we're also going to get more shots it's a cost benefit here's my theory here's the math teacher in me this is all the money ball yeah yeah basketball and napkin kind money of thing ball uh Kenyon grad right there. Yeah. Oh, it is? And, and, and uh, no. What is it? He sent his daughter to Kenyon. Sorry. Okay. He sent his daughter to Kenyon. So I actually got to 
to, to see Billy Bean speak one year. Oh, it's crazy. Um, but my thought is, if you're better, you want more possessions. Exactly. If you're better, you want more possessions because you're going to win more often than not. And I remember our first year, the two of us, we would look at the book with our JV kids. They were mostly eighth graders, a couple ninth graders, guys who didn't play. And all we would look at is at the start of the year when we knew it was going to be more development with those middle schoolers and less wins, losses, we looked at how many more shots a game did we get than the other team? Because right. that told us if our defensive pressure was good enough, and that told us if we were running enough. Right. Yeah, like this year, this year, like I said, we made the state semifinal game, and we, yeah. we held teams to 38.1. We would literally take 45 to 50 seconds off the clock if we had to. But that's what we had to do to win. I mean, yeah, I, I told reporters, I said, I'd have scored 90 points a game. We've done it. But <laughs> if we don't have it, we can't do it. Um, all right, so the next question is a little bit of a tweak for you, but it says if you could go back to yourself as a younger coach, which does work for you, yeah. what would you tell yourself? Wow. <laughs> so you got to go back to 13. Yeah, so I guess uh, – so, so what would 13-year-old say to me? No, what would you I, say to 13-year-old? I would so say – usually, to be honest with you, usually this is like a 45-year-old going back to the 20-year-old. Yeah. Oh, but no. for you, it's a little different. It's a shorter little scale here. You know, I would say – I guess I, I would say two things. Number one, I would say read more. To my parents' demise, uh, I did not – and I'll be the first one – didn't read growing up. And in these last three years, I've really started to read more, especially basketball books. So I'd say that, number one. And number two, I would say uh, maybe – Give, give your parents an extra hug every once in a while because really I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them and especially for for my dad, you know, on a win. He's me around, yeah. You know, he, he went to the guy who ran the, the YMCA basketball program. You know, he could have looked at me and said, you're crazy, you know, you know we're not going to do this, but he, he, he right. went in and, and he that was part of it. He opened a door for you. That's what I yeah. tell my students why are you taking algebra two? Why are we learning the law of signs? Cause all we're trying to do is open a door for you. Whether you walk through it is up to you. You might not need this ever. I'm just opening a door for you is what I tell my students. But anyway. Um, all right. So if you could talk next one, if you could talk to one coach for an hour, who would it be? And why? Ooh. One. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, See, I, I, I yeah, you're thinking I, who can give me a job? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> I, I would like to say I would like to say John Wooden, but I think that that's a cop out. So if I if I were to if I were to not pick Coach Wooden, ah, boy, oh boy, that's a tough one. I would probably have to say Brad Stevens. That's a great pick. I would that's probably a great pick. Brad Stevens, and for two reasons. Number one, uh, on a personal level, the de the night that they lost to Duke and Gordon Hayward took that half-court shot, I sent him – or no, my mom sent him an email. Unbeknownst to me, my mom sent him an email and said, hey, listen, this is what my son wants to do. Is there any advice? And she got a response the next day. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Right there, that told me that he forget basketball. He is he he knows what he's doing. He's a good he's a human being. Person. He's a yes. good human being. Yeah. He understands this profession. So that's reason number one. And reason number two, I read this article. I don't remember if it was the first time he brought the Bulldogs to the Final Four, if it was that second year. But it talked about one of the games they were playing, and they were asking him how he knew about a certain set that the other team was running. He talked about how he watched film, and he really didn't make anything of it. And the next day, some ESPN reporters came out and were talking about how that was like two plays worth of the team's entire season and how, you know, his attention to detail and his commitment to his team that he watched enough film right. to know what those two times were to be able to pick up on that in the tournament. And, that, and you never know when that's going to be. I want a state title because the team had the ball. We knew what they were going to run for a full court pressure. We stole the ball and we won it and threw it up in the air. It was crazy, but it was like, they ran it twice. And we mm-hmm. had like 18 games and we knew what it was. I mean, you never know. For young coaches, you never, never know. You can't dot your I's and cross your T's enough when you're coaching. I mean, absolutely. You'll have too much information inside the brain, but it's better to have too much. Stuff will always come to the top when you need it. It will. It will. Um, that's a great pick. It, it, for me, and, that, and I haven't told anybody this, for me, it's, it's him or um, Dick DeVenzio. For, um, those are the two guys. I, one of those two guys. Because yeah. Dick's, if you've ever read those books, like um, – uh, everything you need to know, all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. Um, yeah. All right. So do you have any superstitions, any coaching superstitions? Oh, God. Because <laughs> I'm yeah, crazy okay. superstitious. The two, the two of us are, are, are pretty superstitious. So the first one, um, we won't wear a losing outfit the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, God. I won't wear a losing tie, but that's pretty good. Okay. So, you know, I had this bow tie that I, like, just bought. And I remember looking at our team before the game and said, guys, we got to win this or else I got no more use for this bow tie. Right. But so that, that would be the first one. Um, and then for home games, we always go and eat same place, same food, eat it in the same place at the school. Um, those are the two that sort of first commit. Oh, I have, a, I have work khakis and then I have game khakis. Okay. And, I've never heard that one before. And uh, God forbid I wear work khakis to coaching. Right. It wouldn't work. Wouldn't be able to live with myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, if you could run uh, one offense and one defense for an entire game, what would it be? <laughs> well, I would say 2-3 zone just because that's what we did most this year. Um, but – Offense, I would probably say uh, dribble drive, motion. Uh, you know, just Calipari's Memphis teams just looked like they were having so much fun running that offense. And it, I think it really takes a, a very team family commitment to that to be able to run that well. And I think then if you can, it means you have that family aspect, you have that commitment, and that just makes you a better team. I agree. So I that for offense and defense. Uh, we we were we ran this this uh, 
through this three-two matchup zone this year uh, a little bit, and and that was a lot of fun to learn about and and to coach. I'd say. Okay. All right. Last one, and then I got some rapid fires. Um, what do you think has changed the most in basketball since you've been around it? And would um, you and would you do anything to counter that change? Wow. Do I what things that I think have changed the most? Well. God, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is actually with women's basketball, them moving to quarters away from the half. Um, crazy. You know, and you mentioning now that your high schoolers are moving. Well, and I think, I think men's are going to – I think men are going to move to quarters. Yeah. But, no, I guess things that have changed, gosh, I'm trying to think of some things that have changed. I think – I guess the, the one thing that I, I, I guess comes to mind is – the the emphasis that refs are putting on the hand checking now I can't remember that being as big an emphasis uh, when I was growing up and especially playing. Yeah, I think the game's gotten more physical. It really has. At least yeah. in our league, it has. Yeah, no, for for sure. If you don't get in, the, all right. So I'm going to give you rapid fire. These are quick quick answers. All right, let's do okay, it. I call this as a rapid fire. All right, favorite basketball. Favorite basketball. Yep. Uh, the Rock. Love okay. All right. One word to describe your ideal player. Hustle. One sporting event you could go to. Duke UNC, Cameron Indoor. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. Uh, favorite, favorite pregame meal. <laughs> so the, the superstition that I was telling you about, my students make fun of me for it. But, but the two of us, we, get, we go to this sandwich shop in town and we get grilled cheeses. That's crazy. I ate, I, ate, I ate 27 number threes one year at McDonald's. Swear <laughs> to God. We, went, we lost in the state finals, too. It's, it's still, I know it took years off my life, but, um, and we lost. We didn't win it. Um, all right. Um, one thing you do to relax. Ooh, one thing I do to relax. Uh, I like to run. Okay. Best player you've seen in person. Best player I've seen in person. Oh, wow. Um, I know you said rapid fire, but that's a, t that's a tough one. I might have to go with, boy, you know, I'm not going to lie. It might be, even though he was like over nine from three, I, I got to say, uh, Justin Jackson. Okay. UNC. He's pretty good. Uh, best player of all time. Uh, all time or pro all college? time, all time, all time. history of mankind. Uh, again, like with the coaching thing, I'd say, I'd say MJ, but I think that's a cop out. So I'm going to have to go with Kobe. Ooh. All right. One thing uh, that's helped you become a better coach. One thing that has helped me become a better coach. Definitely reading and I would say going to, to coaching class, just listening to other coaches who have been around talk and, and just, you know, be a sponge basically. Yeah. That's what I would tell young coaches too. You got to be a sponge. Um, mm -hmm. uh, best game you've ever seen in person. Best game I've ever seen in person. Um, boy, I'm trying to think of a college one. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. Now, this is probably isn't the best game, but it's the first one that came to mind. Last year, 
homecoming, we were hosting the number two team in the state. And we ended up losing to them by two in overtime. But I mean, it was the most packed the gym had been all year. I mean, our, our tallest guy was maybe 6'2", and they had two guys that were 6'6". I mean, there was no reason we should have been in the game. No, I know. Back and forth. We actually had a shot to win it at the end of regulation. I mean, it was uh, – that's the first thing that's, that's, that's coming to mind for and sure. And you will remember those games. Trust me, I remember high – I mean, remember games over the last 20 years I've coached that would, I would put in there because you're, you're involved. You're an active participant. I mean, it was one – I was certainly, if it wasn't the best game, it was the most fun I've had at a game. It, sure. did, did you feel it in your body? You probably oh, – yeah. yeah it's I mean, it was, it was just – I mean, it was a great atmosphere. It was a I've, great atmosphere for the kids to be a part of. I've told, I've told my kids that pre-state tournament, so the two games before you get to the Cole Center where the Badgers play, yeah. which is 17,000, and I tell the boys, until they experience it, they don't understand it. I said those two games are more exciting than the games in the Cole Center that hold 17,000 because it's a packed gym. It's loud. You, it's hot. It's like all the things you want in a high school game. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, one book you'd recommend. Ooh, well, I'm just, I've, I'm, I've just started Jay Wright's book, Attitude, and I think that's great. I love Jay Wright, but if I had to recommend one, my favorite sports author of all time is John Feinstein, and he has a book, The Last Amateurs, about Patriot League basketball the year or two before they started getting scholarship athletes. It's one of the best things I've ever read. No, I haven't read that one. I'll have to read that one. Yeah. All right, and last one, what, one word to describe your coaching style. Intense. Ooh, I like that. Intense. All right, so uh, do, you have a, do you have a web page? I always, I always throw it out to the coaches at the end. Yeah. You have any – you have email, you have LinkedIn, yeah, no, so you have any of that kind of stuff. So I, I, I – Twitter and Instagram at Coach Tanoff, um, and then – Spell that for people. Uh, so at Coach Tanoff, C O A C H T A N O F F. And I'll put it in the show notes, people. So don't, because most people are running or driving their cars yeah. when they listen to this stuff. Yeah. So I'm telling them, I will put it in the show notes so you can get it. He'll send me an email with it in. Okay, go ahead. I'm so sorry. That, and then I also help run our school's athletic Instagram, which is at Fighting Marlins, F I G H T I N G. Marlins, M-A-R-L-I-N-S, no spaces. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So there's a college coach out there that hears this and wants to get a hold of you. Knows, knows how to. Knows how to. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, Coach. This was a lot of fun. I hey, love talking hey, hoops. I'm glad I saw your, uh, your post on Twitter there. This has been a lot of fun. It has. And good luck. If there's ever – I mean, I'm sure at some point we'll cross paths. Absolutely. Um, but thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That What a great discussion we had with Ben today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, I'm going to ask you, please go subscribe and like. I know sometimes I sound like a broken record, but we really do appreciate it over here at teachhoops.com and Coach Unplugged. Um, if you're looking to expand your horizons, you're looking to become a better coach, I know that I started teachhoops.com because of the coach I was because of the resources that I had. If you, if you could see where I'm doing the podcast right now, the bookshelf of basketball books behind me. And it's the way I started my coaching career. 
it's so much easier right now. It's there, there's is a vast major, a vast um, quantity of of resources, and we put them together for you on teachhoops.com. Um, so go check that out. I, I, a fourteen day free trial. Give it a look. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. And I hope to, I hope to, I hope you'll join us again next week. Um, and sign it out for Coach Unplugged. Have a great night. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.